Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Chris Bachman hanging out with Brad Ancliffe as we're having some lunch at the hometown diner in Wademan. Big, big wins this past Saturday. Moving on to the state semifinals. That game is Friday, 2.30 down at Michigan State University. You can listen to it on Buck92.com, 92.3 FM and AM 830. But Brad, I uh, guess you know what, thirty-one and seven or thirty-one and eight now on the year? Uh twenty-nine and eight, I believe. All right, all right. Twenty-nine and eight. So when you think about the season kind of in a big circle, you know, what do you think about? Wow. I mean it went quick. But um the thing I'm most proud of is how these guys have gelled together and how these guys um have adapted to the a different style of baseball. Um I'm more of a small ball play defense kind of a coach. Um, um, and, but when they've had the opportunity to swing it, they've swung it well. Speaking of small ball, Owen McKinney, Caden Smith, uh, you know, might have to look it up. How many combined steals do the two of those guys have? Because it seems like if one of them gets on first base, they are immediately going right after, you know, and say, Leah, it looks like you're pulling up those numbers. And to talk a little bit more about McKinney, he had one of the toughest starts in that uh, second game versus Fowler. His first two hits were liners up the middle, but one was caught by the shortstop, the other one caught by the second baseman. He said it was just one of those, you felt bad for him. I said he's having a rough, well, no, he's not having a rough day. He hit the ball well. It's just good defensive plays being made. Absolutely, and and Owen beats himself up too much. You know, that kid, that kid's got a great swing. He's a great baseball player. Um, Gets a little frustrated with himself, and and he's got to stop, you know, and just understand, and and we talked about it. (laughs) I told him, um, his first two lineouts, I said, dude, why don't you try pulling the ball one time? And, and we laughed about it. It was just it was me being funny. Um, but, you know, and he smiled, and he pulled the next pitch and, and drove it into the right field. So, I mean, you know, uh, part of it is just that that aspect of, you know, lighting the load on the kid. Um, he's swinging the bat well, and he's a great hitter, and he's just got to believe in himself. Um, but the stolen bases, um, Smitty leads us. He has 36 now. And Owen has 32. <laughs> um, you know, and Jack Fussman's right there with 25. And that's so, your one, two, three hitters. It is, it is. And so how much pressure does that put on a team when, when one of those guys gets on base? <laughs> a ton. <clears throat> that's that's our plan. <clears throat> you know, if Smitty gets on first, um, we're either butting him over or he's stealing. You know, and then Jack's hitting them in. And, and it, that's kind of our game plan. And, and it's worked well so far. Hopefully, knock on wood, it continues this weekend. Um but yeah, that's uh, we want to put pressure on teams, and if they can make the plays and beat us, they win. Um, but we're not going to change the way we play baseball, and we're going to, like I've, I've said a hundred times, um, we're stretching singles into doubles, doubles into triples. That's our plan, and that's how we're going to play the game. Yep, uh, Braylon Zucker, another one of those guys. Second game, he had two lo- launches out to center field. Just kind of happened to be at the center fielder, the lone senior on the team. Talk a little bit about what what he brings to the team as that lone senior. Oh, Braylon's awesome. That kid shows up every day doesn't say a word, does his job, does it very well. I mean, it was actually funny because I, I talked to him probably midway through the season about moving him up in the batting order, and he goes, Coach, I don't want to. I want to bat seventh. And I, I'm kind of looking at him like, yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually moved him to the sixth spot and didn't tell him one day, and he was not happy with me um, because he just he likes that seventh spot, does no pressure. I just get in the box and I swing it. But there is pressure because – He's been sacrificed bunts. I bet I, he's got to be close to leading the team in sacrifice bunts, either him or Jake Gauthier. Um, 
they've done a great job. Um, and that's another aspect of the game that we worked on a lot. And they've been doing a great job with it, and that's that's what's been awesome. Yeah, so we talk about that senior. Let's talk about the three underclassmen, at least, at least in the starting nine that you got. With uh, Talked a little bit about Owen McKinney, now Cole Tillman, and uh, Blake Walcott. Talk a little bit about those two. Man, those those two, it's just incredible. So we were bouncing Blake and Tilly back and forth, JV and varsity. Um, we were fortunate enough to have a JV team with those two bouncing back and forth. But it was probably halfway through the season. And even before that, I, I think all the coaches said, Blake needs to be with us. And we brought Blake. And then, you know, Tilly came up. And it was probably four double hours later. And, and we said, he's going to stay with us. Those two guys have stepped into this uh, starting role, um, and they haven't given it up. And it's been great because it's, it's gave me the opportunity or our team the opportunity to move lane to third base. Um, and that was, you know, a spot where Josh was doing a great job. But, you know, I'd rather have a 6'4 kid at first base and a kid that can field a lot of baseballs. And moving lane to third, that kid you know, has been playing great. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Lane Gross playing that third base. As we were talking before we came on, to I love talking about his 175 batting average. But well, his on base percentage is 430. To have that type of discipline at the plate, talk about that. You know, and that's another thing that we talk about is on base percentage. You can hit 500, but if you, you know you're, what your on base percentage is going to be up there. But on base percentage, yeah, Lane's hitting under 200. But the kids, who cares? He's, exactly. Yeah. He's getting on base. He's getting hit by pitches. He's getting drawing walks. Um, that's huge for us. Our eight, nine go, we're going to go, you know, and have a great season. And he's done a great job sliding him over to third. He made some plays this weekend, last weekend, um, turned a double play against Michigan Lutheran Seminary that I felt turned the tide in that game. Yep. Um, he's done an awesome job at third base for us. Yeah, he made another play when they were trying, you know, it looked like it was going to be a bunt single. He came charging in from third base. I think it was the first inning against Glen Lake, and he was kind of a little bit off balance, but he was able to gather himself and make a nice throw over to first base. He was just great. Now, Blake Walcutt still cannot believe, you know, you put a freshman in against Michigan Lutheran Seminary towards the end of the game, and I'm kind of scratching my head as I'm thinking about some of the other guys you got available, but then he comes out and breaks off that 12-6 curveball, and I saw his, his, his mom I introduced myself after the, the, the quarterfinal win. I says, he might have a chance to be the best pitcher I've ever seen by the time he comes through in his senior year, and I've seen Mr. Smith on the mound strike out 16. I talked about Butchkowski striking out 17. Those are some dudes right there, but you talk about a freshman being able to come into that situation, the number of different pitches he has. He does have that chance, doesn't he? Absolutely. And and back to Lane real quick before we talk about Blake is Lane shut down the, the bunt game. Glenn Lake plays the bunting game as much as we do, and Lane shut it down. Um, we put him on the grass, probably a foot on the grass, and he he stood there the entire game. Um, and, and shut down the bunting, bunting game. I mean, they had one bunt for a hit, and he threw the kid out, and they never bunted again. Um, but back to Blake. Blake's a pitcher. Um, you have throwers. You have dudes that can get on the bump and, and, and pitch or, and, and throw it, and they throw it very well. Blake's a pitcher. You know, he commands four pitches. Um, if one's not working, we look at another pitch. And that kid is, I think I, I told his parents, the kid's playing above his years. He's a freshman, and – um, you know, and he's, he's thrown well for us all year. And he's a kid that I, I, he got in the lineup and we weren't taking him out. Yeah. And now 
just want to talk more about that 12-6 curveball. Have you seen one like his in high school baseball? And, no. and, and people, you're a Hall of Fame coach. People don't know you have been around. You've seen it all. <laughs> yeah. He, there was a couple of kids um, in my previous stint as the baseball coach that that, that 12-6 is tough. Um, and, and I wish more younger kids would, would throw that pitch because that one's, that's a tough one to hit. And it's probably one that's really frustrating to start because it's got so much movement. It's so tough to control. But when you get it down, yes. what can what that can add to your repertoire, when you can throw that that's just going to drop over the plate, and then you've, your fastball can be really effective at 78 miles an hour if you've got that 12-6 curve. Absolutely. You know, a lot of guys throw the, the, the I'd say it's a sweeper, one to, one to seven. Yep. Um, you can hit that pitch a lot easier than you can hit a 12-6. Um, I'd like it to a, a drop ball in softball. You know that thing comes in and it's Whoop. biting, and and you know that's he's he's got command of it. We'll throw it three zero. We'll throw it two two. We'll throw it any time in the count. He can land it. He can bury it in the dirt. Um, he's he's got it going with that that pitch. And now we talked about the underclassmen. Talked about the senior. This group of juniors you've got, uh, they're pretty special. Oh, um, these guys. You know what I love about it is they've those four have played a ton of baseball with Josh, Jack, um, and Smitty and, and Gauthier. But they've done a great job of keeping the guys that maybe don't play a ton of baseball and, and teaching, you know. And they've helped me a lot with, you know, um, trying to stay within myself and, and, you know, not maybe push as hard as what I used to with kids. Um, and, and they've done a great job. And it's it's fun to see those four kind of take over, and they've done that since we've gotten the tournament. They've kind of taken over, and and it, I mean Jack was four for four, um, Josh was four for four, and Smitty was three for five, and that and against um, Fowler, <laughs> and Jake was I think one for two with a double or something like that. But that kid behind the plate's been killing it for us. Um, you know, and, and yeah, how many times did people try stealing against you guys in the state uh, in the state quarterfinal and the regional final? Not much one, because maybe? they've they know about his reputation <laughs> behind the plate. Yeah, you know, and and he's done a great job. Smitty and Josh did a great job upon the strike zone. We're doing good, <coughs> great job of holding guys on base. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and Jack's just and he hit a missile on Saturday, um, the one off the rubber yep. that that he almost got thrown on first base and. The, the sh- that went up the middle and popped it straight up, and the shortstop was able to field it. But he hit that ball to the gap that that was crushed. And, you know, those four are our leaders. Um, you know, I think Jake's more the vocal leader. But um, those four, we're, we're following them wherever they're taking us. And now we've I've been able to interview Jake. I've been able to interview Caden and uh, Mr. Fussman as well. So let's talk a little bit about Josh Wilson. If you go back to football season, he was on Spock and Heibel's All-22 team, and it was actually him and Logan Barodichuk were the only two guys that were on that All-22 team, and then the starting five for basketball as well. He's just a, a dude, as we would say, isn't he? He's a dude, and, and 100%. And he, it was actually funny. We were indoors um, early in the season, and he was throwing off the bump, and I went up to him and just asked him, I said, dude, do you want to pitch? And, he, and his response was, you need me. <laughs> I kind of looked at him and I went, well, I, dude, if you don't want to be on the bump, I don't want you on it. And, and he's like, yeah, I want to pitch. And, and um, because it, we were trying to develop. I mean, we've been well, and he could, yeah, And he can step in anywhere. Absolutely. But we, I mean, he's our number two. I mean, he, and he, if we didn't have Caden Smith, he'd be our number one. Yeah, you put him um, on a lot of other teams, he'd be their number yeah. one. 
you know, and, and it was just, I still remember that one because it was um, just crazy. <laughs> he goes, you need me. And, I, and I, it wasn't because that I really needed him. It was because we were developing a staff, and he knew he needed to be a part of that staff. Um, but I watched that kid grow um, this year into a fine young man. And not that he wasn't a fine young man before, but he's becoming more mature. Um, you know, what he did Saturday at Glen's Glen Lake, um, I, I, we had a text, and I just said, just do you, man. And he goes, got it. And that's all I needed to hear. He pounded the strike zone. Um, it was, you know, it was unbelievable. And then you talk, he's got that one seven, you know, breaking ball as well. And then he's got the fastball going too. And I think something that might have benefited him as well, you go back to the Wednesday against Michigan Lutheran Seminary, strike zone was much tighter. And again, I'm not trying to knock on any umpires. We need more umpires out there. Absolutely. Be the referee at MHSA.com yes. if you want to check that out. But that made him maybe a little bit more control that Saturday. And, whoo, man, he wasn't missing. No. I mean, he, was, he pounded the strike zone Saturday. And that's exactly what we talked about. We talked about pitch to contact all the time. Make your defense work for you. Pitch to contact. And he did a great job. And Caden. I mean, Caden had 15 strikeouts. But, you know, Josh gave up, I mean, I think one hit, maybe two, and shut him, and shut him out. And exactly we needed to get out of that game as quickly as we possibly could. And – to get that 10-0 win and, and um, get off the field and get out of the sun, and, and that was that was huge for us. Yeah. Uh, coming up Friday, 2.30 p.m., you guys take on Kalamazoo Hackett Catholic Prep. So you're on the horn trying to figure things out. But, you know, you know, we get to this point, the most important thing is focusing on you. What do you guys need to do to win that game Friday? Play Aggie baseball. I mean, we talked about it on – Friday before after practice, I, I'm we can take care of what we can control, and that's all we talk about. We can't control umpires, we can't control base hits, we can't control just giving up runs. I mean, we can do in a point, but control what we can control. Don't get upset if you don't get a call. Don't get upset if you don't you know get a base hit. Um, if we can play our game, pound the strike zone, um, play solid defense, attack. I mean, we talk about that a lot and put pressure on Kalamazoo Hackett. Um, hopefully we can come out with a dub. Yeah, and the last thing, I got permission to do this. There was a gentleman, uh, well, Vic McCarthy experience. He's a media guy. We can just put him right out there. Actually went online and called the Beale City baseball team a quote-unquote group of thugs. And my response to that was, when athletes start getting paid, you know, media can start talking smack then to call some 14- to 18-year-olds thugs it's a terrible thing and then anybody who thinks about beale city like corn and hay it's farm 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 just you know that word to be used it really rubbed me the wrong way for you as a as a coach you know after laughing it off because it's such a stupid comment what did you what did you think about it um you know i my kids aren't thugs my kids are great kids that want to have fun and we, we, everyone trash talks. Everyone makes comments during games. But leave it on the field. And um, for that comment to be made, um, that hurts. Because I know my kids and I love my kids. And if you want to attack me personally, go ahead. But don't talk about my kids like that because that's not, that's not what they are. They're a great group of young men with great parents that are very supportive. Um, and... That, that's a term that I hope that never gets said about my guys again because, like I said, these guys, I will go to bat for these guys um, 100%. 
And if we're not having fun playing a game, it's a game. And we didn't disrespect anybody. We, you know, we the kids love pump it up. That's what they were doing. I get into it because they love it. And uh, <laughs> I, I, that just, it hurts. It, it truly hurts because it's that's not my kids. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm just going to keep talking smack. I commented, you know, about you can't call 14 to 18-year-old thugs. I was not blocked. I couldn't go back and say anything else to this gentleman. But what he said after that was the key moment of the game was a Bunt foul down the third baseline from Jake Gauthier, and you yelled at Jake, and it's one of those that if anybody knows Jake Gauthier, well, he's going to yell right back at you. That's you, you guys have that relationship, and again, I'll say, if he didn't think that you loved him, if he didn't know you loved him, he's not going to listen to you either way, whether you're in his face or not. But it just made me really laugh and think, how is a bunt foul the key play of a game in a 10-05 inning mercy? And then we find out, well, it's pretty much just a disgruntled parent. Uh, and so in the end, when you're putting stuff on social media, there's only one thing to talk about when it comes to high school athletes. They're awesome. They're trying the hardest that they can, and there's no need to disrespect them and especially call names. That's, uh, be an adult, be the big person in the room, and that's what you were doing. I, I went on there and tried to stick it up for you a little bit, and when I went to go back, I'm blocked now, Brad, so I can't do it. But uh, no, and that's, that's thanks for everything you do. And for people who don't know, you were a juvenile probation officer for a number of years, and give me your exact job title right now, Brad. I'm a behavior specialist at a public school, and I deal with um, elementary students that um, have some issues, and, and we try to correct their behavior. Yeah, but so if anybody doesn't think he loves kids, that I think that kind of says it all right there in the job that you do, let alone you take a time to coach these youngsters as well. So, Brad, sorry about that. I'm going to apologize for that guy because I think if he knew you and knew the team, he'd realize that that was an asinine comment to make, and we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Friday, 2.30, first pitch, McLean Stadium down at Michigan State University. How's it feel to get back there? Love it. I mean, that's actually Jake asked me that when we got on the bus. How's it feel to be back? And I said, I'm excited for these guys. I'm excited for those guys that were there last year, plus our new guys. Um, we only had four guys, I think, that played last year in the state final. So some guys, this will be new. Um, uh, they were all there. They've all experienced East Lansing and what it all holds. And, and I'm excited for these guys because I tell you what, these guys have, have busted their behinds to get back to, to East Lansing. And hopefully we can you know, do what it needs to do to bring home the big hardware. All right. Appreciate it, Brad. Thanks so much. Thank Talk you. to me, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.